Alright, so, how's everybody doing out there? This is the Canadian Perspective. Sitting across from me is, uh, Donald Derek. Uh, why am I Donald? Because you look like a Donald. That's, that's rude. Like, rude. Yeah. Well, I, I just be a spoke the truth. Well, we got a lot of sto stories lined up for you guys. Yeah, a lot of interesting ones, too. We got some uh, Canadian ones. We got some stock market ones. Even no Canadian ones. I have a bell, MTS. Well, now you just spoiled what? it. That's fine. I'm just announcing that we have one. We're talking yeah, well, about we the Proud Boys 2, which is another Canadian one. Okay, well, you gotta take your phone and put it on the ground right there, Derek, yeah, instead of having it uh, buzz all your hoes. Hey. <laughs> okay, so um, some of the stories we have lined up involve like GameStop, what happened with that stock. You know, we had a coup d'etat in Myanmar. AOC did a live stream. We're going to talk about that. Yeah, like we were saying, Bell MTS just did another round of layoffs, and uh, the Proud Boys were determined a terrorist group. Yeah. In Canada. Yeah. So, starting off with just a brief, a brief recap. So, we had a long talk about what happened with the GameStop stock and whatnot. So, it's dipped. It's finally went down from its inflated value. Right. It's now down to $60. It fell from 330 Which everybody knew was going to happen, but didn't know when it was going to happen. Well, yeah, the bubble was pretty... It had two big spikes, mm -hmm. and now it's gone down back to... Uh, before the public were notified of the bubble existence, mm -hmm. but it still is higher than it should be. Higher than the twenty dollars that it was before, or the seventeen like dollars. Five dollars. That was like twenty eighteen, twenty nineteen. It was about seven months ago, wasn't it? Because they started talking about this about seven months ago. Seven months ago, like around it, like summer, and then so it was kind of the meme was like growing in popularity until. Okay. Recently. Yes, it was seven dollars, and then it just skyrockets up. Oh, so lovely. Granted. The hedge funds were able to manipulate the market so much and without any consequence that they honestly are not that hurt from this. That's right. In fact, some massive rich people were involved in the pump itself. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But, yeah, things fell starting on, uh, February 20, on January 29th, and they fell down to the 2nd of February. They fell down to $90, and now it's sitting at around 60 So, you know... All good things must come to an end. Yeah. Unfortunate. Well, I mean, I want to talk about the Reddit part. Because well, you're not going to. Um, so next Why? up, uh, the hedge funds, what they tried to do then, after this was falling, was they called all their bozo reporters that they knew. at like the Washington Post and, and um, you know, the, all the mainstream media. And they tried to get them to pump silver. They tried to get these reporters to say, oh, it's time to invest in silver now. That's the next big bump. You guys should get in on silver right now. now. If you want to know why silver was chosen, such a random choice of an investment, right? Commodity, right? Right. Like, gold is usually the one that's, that's used. And oil, those are usually the main yeah. minerals and so whatnot that are invested the in. Commodities. Condiments? No, that's like ketchup. Yeah, con I know. Why are you talking about ketchup? So the main condiments <laughs> that you usually are invested in are involved usually oil and gold. Heinz and uh, other <laughs> <brands>. <laughs> Oh, Heinz and French's. French's. That's there we go. One. French's. So, kind of weird. Now, it turns out Melvin Capital and all those major hedge funds that lost a lot of money in the GameStop stock short squeeze, they have a lot of investments in silver. And that's why they got all their bozo reporters to try and pump silver and have all the retail investors jump in on that one. Well, they forgot that all retail investors hate the media. Yeah. And there's a lot of distrust of the media in the United States, principally, and also in Canada. And so, didn't work. Well, these people specifically, okay, they're very anti-capitalist. Well, not capitalist, sorry. Very anti-authoritarian and, like, rich. For the, uh, How could they be anti-capitalist if they're literally participating in it? I'm not <laughs> talking know? about that. I, I know. It's okay. But, um, like, these people just don't like people that are richer than them type thing. Yeah, they're punching up. They're punching up to grab their wealth and become the rich. This is the whole idea between of the retail investor, right? They're trying to beat the uh, corporation that has all the advantages. It's a whole idea. 
though these type of people aren't going to trust the fucking corporate media. They're going to listen to the stock guy for their news. That's right. Or they're going to Wall Street Bets. And what did Wall Street Bets say? They had a pin post that said, do not invest yes. in silver. However, the Reddit uh, Wall Street Bets was also taking down any posts about selling GameStop stock, as well as uh, like an out strategy that would benefit the Redditors the best. So that way they're not left holding the bag. Well, in that way... Uh, they just wanted to push it up higher and higher. Of course. Pump and dump scheme, which is what it kind of turned into. Well, no, but there's still... That's what it turned people into. People were jumping up, but they knew companies, hedge funds, were jumping on the short at $340 because they thought there's no way it could go higher than this. Yeah. So they wanted to keep on squeezing that short. But people... But the, of course, the there's also... Redditors talking about yes. getting out of it because it's extremely risky. They're deleting all those posts and all those like articles or whatever well being uh extra cautious over yeah. the volatility of the stock what lots of people were thinking was they're trying to uh push up the price of the stock well no like, shit again and sell at the highest possible price to make the most profit but, but those are specifically the uh, monitors of the, the moderators moderators of the specific subreddit i'm sure that had a part in it but it also could have been which keep squeezing the short because that was a lot of it was hold hold a lot of it originally sell. was that but them them taking down those posts about the exit strategy kind of turned it into a pump and dump scheme where they're just trying to drive it up. That's all they're trying well, to do. Well, Dogecoin is a pump and dump scheme because literally no one's shorting Dogecoin. Yeah. So they're just trying to have people pump into Dogecoin. If you're not familiar, Dogecoin is a type of it's a crypto cryptocurrency, currency. just like Bitcoin. And it's a meme. It's yeah. a meme currency. Dogecoin. Dogcoin. Like, just come up with any, any meme that's popular right now, and then you can use that as... Cryptocurrency. as a new cryptocurrency <laughs> name you know yeah i mean tigger dollar the tigger dollar yeah that's actually i would buy into that kermit bucks <laughs> you know that, kermit, that that could kermit take off is the best meme character now kermit though is copyright i think is he yeah, oh I probably he, yeah, yeah. He, yeah probably tigger is too yes so yeah dogecoin also was getting a bump there for what reason i don't know but if you ever wanted to get into currency trading don't it's a trash idea it's volatile as it's hell it's so volatile it's like you're if you don't understand it at all, you get fucked. You get fucked. Yeah, but a friend of mine is, does it a lot, and he's made a lot of money from it. Yeah, you have to know what you're doing, though. You can't just blindly go into it. And there's a lot of, like, intricate, like, economic bullshit that you gotta know. Boring ass, like, stock shit. Volatility shit. You gotta know. Also, they make a shit ton of money off of transfers of money, because you have to transfer usd into yeah you have coin. to convert you have to convert and those conversions make them money you also have to give out a lot of information in order to do that yeah because of the nature of the conversion you can't just digitally convert canadian dollars to us no you have to have a get, get you a have bank to physically go shit. into a bank and do that so in order to, to well, you can do it online too yeah but you have to you have to do it through a bank though anyways so that was what happened with the gamestop stocks yeah and the whatnot. aftermath after the meme died after the meme died that's right yeah and the hedge funds are fine because they are bailed out by their boys other hedge funds that's correct because the rich will never lose capital system but they did lose a lot of money yeah they did lose a lot and that hedge fund that had to bail them out lost a lot of money bailing them out yeah but they want clout wants the rich what they now have clout because they bailed they gave them a billion dollar bailout i think it was more than a billion dollars was it i thought they got a couple sources Giving them a billion dollar bailouts. Yeah, but now they have allies. Yeah. And you know who doesn't have allies? Myanmar right now. Yeah, they got, they got clapped by their military. Their so own if, military. If you're unfamiliar where Myanmar is, it is to the right of India, below China, and to the left of Thailand. Right off the coast of the Indian Ocean. You can ask this fucking dude across from me where any place is. And okay. he knows it. Name one. I don't know. Myanmar. <laughs> and that's the only country you know. I've never heard of this country before this. It used to be called Burma. Yeah, I've never heard of this country before, before this. Before 1948, it was called Burma. Yeah. Then it became known as Myanmar. Yeah. So I'm just saying you're good at geography. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I am. Myanmar. Coup d'etat. So what happened on February 1st, 2021, the democratically elected members of their ruling party, the National League for Democracy, were deposed by... Tatmada, which is the, the name for their military, and they basically did a old-school military coup d'etat. They came in, they arrested all the political leaders, and they took control. Now, the leader of the military, the general, 
is now the new ruling dictator of Myanmar. And they said they declared a year-long state of emergency, and this coup occurred after the National League for Democracy absolutely destroyed the military's proxy party Mm -hmm. in the 2020 general election. We're talking 396 seats went to the National League of Democracy, whereas only 33 went to the military's proxy party. Yeah, so they got clapped. Absolute destruction. Yeah. Now, of course, the army disputed the results, and they claimed that the vote was fraudulent. Classic. Maybe, maybe they drew inspiration from, from the somewhere. D-Trump. From somewhere. I'm not sure where. Yeah, I have no idea. It seems but, familiar. I mean, I don't know. Didn't this happen in Germany recently? Oh, yeah, no. something like that. Didn't this happen in France? Like Alberta oh, wait, no. or something? Uh, like, yeah, this knows? happened to um, Ohio. Ohio. Specifically Ohio. Yes. So it was specifically Georgia. So this coup d'état, so on the day of the coup, everything shut down. The banking services connected to the government, the internet, cellular communications, and public media were all suspended, and all 400 of these members of parliament were placed under house arrest. So shit went down. Even the, our homies, the Buddhist monks, were arrested. Yeah, they, they've been having some issues, though, historically. The Buddhists? Yes. Yeah, so if you're unfamiliar why Myanmar is worth a damn. It's because they were committing genocide against the Rohingya Muslims. So the Rohingya Buddhists were committing genocide against Rohingya Muslims. And the reason why is there's been a long-term fracture between the two since World War II when the Japanese invaded Myanmar, which is a largely Buddhist country. The Rohingya Buddhists sided with the Japanese and they fought with them, whereas the Rohingya Muslims sided with the British. So when they gained independence in 1948 from the British, a largely Buddhist country, they denied the Muslim citizenship. So since then, there's been a long history of just crackdowns and them attempting to get independence, the Muslims, and mm-hmm. crackdowns upon them by the Buddhists. And as of recently, in 2018, genocide's really picked up. We're talking 40,000 dead. Christ. And this was underneath the democratically elected government. Who, who was run by someone that got a Nobel Peace Prize? That's right, because she was running for democracy in Myanmar. Now, democracy is now dead in Myanmar. Maybe they'll have elections again after a year, after the state of emergency. Well, yeah, that's what the uh, military is claiming, right? Yeah, but you can never trust shit. Yeah, you can't trust the military. And even then, I'm sure those elections will be rigged. Yeah. So there are no good guys in this situation. No, no, they're really not. There are none. So that's that story. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's just a shit pile yeah, no. of shit. Genocide's happening in the country. That's the democratic good guys, quote unquote, committing genocide. Then the military takes over in a coup d'etat. Fucking all things are going to hit the wall. Didn't they have like an off switch? A kill operation? switch for, for cell phone services. Yeah. Yes. So they like shut down the cell phone. So they shut down the internet. They shut down the banks while they're doing this. Well, uh, the kill switch specifically was for internet and, and cells. Okay. Yeah, they yeah. were using that before in the Rohingya Muslim regions. Okay. That's why they called it kill switch tactics because they already were utilizing it. India does the same thing. India is currently using that right now yeah. on the uh, protesting farmers. They shut down uh, internet services all around New Delhi and whatnot because they don't like farmers being able to communicate with each other and also sending out the clips of the police being brutal because mm. recently they've become very brutal. Yeah. And India also has used this tactic for a long time in the Kashmir, the disputed Kashmir region, yeah. disputed land region between India and Pakistan, which both countries are vying for. And it's been an ongoing struggle for a long, long time. And so they also use internet shutdowns in those regions almost routinely. Mm -hmm. So it's sort of an authoritarian tactic used in that region of the world. It's not surprising that it happened here, but it just goes to show you that how little they care about freedom. Yeah. These are the ultimate authoritarians. They don't give a fuck, man. Ultimate centrist authoritarians, I would say. Let's just say if Biden was an authoritarian. (laughs) He kind of is. Yeah, but like... A Not dictator. ultimate. Like, yeah. But... If he had the power to be. Would he, though? Biden? I don't know. I, I mean, don't think he would. He's okay. too fucking old for that. He's I, not a we strong got, man. We got a story about Biden, so I'm going to talk about that then. But we can... Uh, I, got some, I got some choice. Uh, and this is kind of an old say. school episode we're doing here, because we actually yeah. have a list of shit to talk about. We're just going to straight up vomit facts right off we're the page. We're not really that smart. Except for the AOC story, we're just going to go off on that one. Yeah, because we, we literally have the title AOC Capitol Hill Revelations and no bullet points <laughs> <laughs> underneath it. So we're just going to have to go off what we remember. 
But that's the next story. After the big negative downer. The Debbie We're Downer. Done that story, though. The Debbie Downer of Myanmar. So AOC Capitol Hill revelations. Yes. So what happened there? <laughs> okay, we shouldn't be laughing about that. So basically, AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, the well-known member of the House of Representatives of the United States, yeah. she did an Instagram Live where she clarified some things that occurred to her during the so-called Capitol Hill insurrection, where yeah. the rabid Trump supporters and QAnon conspiracists, they uh, stormed into the uh, Capitol Hill building, stormed right in. And AOC was in her office. And yes, all the members of parliament had to quickly disperse and hide. And so AOC talked about how she was in her office and how uncoordinated the Capitol Hill police were. She was only getting warnings from fellow staff members who were part of the progressive caucus and part of the squad, as they call them. Yeah, like how, how many are there? Well, you got um, Jamal Bowman, you yeah. got Rashida Tlaib, Ro Khanna, you have Ilhan Omar. Ilhan Omar, AOC, that she was the one being contacted. <laughs> you got a few of them. Yeah. So they were telling her, warning her that, listen, shit's going to go down because they're having this rally that's right in front of the White House that's not too far from the Capitol yeah. Hill on the day that we're certifying the votes. Shit might go down. You might want to come up with an exit strategy. So in fact, she was sitting down and then when she could hear when she arrived that day, she saw all the protesters lined up. And then when she was sitting in her office, all of a sudden people were saying, it's happening, it's happening. And then, you know, banging on her door and she had to go hide. And then some dude busts into her office like, where is she? And she's like afraid for her life. Yeah, she's hiding in the bathroom behind a door. Behind the door. Classic, classic hiding spot. Yeah. Right? Yeah, well, where else are you going to hide? In her office. Weird that she has a bathroom in her office. Under the desk. I guess she's a... Uh, that's not a good hiding spot that's not a good hiding spot but anyways turns out that was the capitol hill police officer who wasn't yeah, saying that i'm part of capitol hill police no he just, didn't make it obvious that he was trying to help the situation yeah he just came in bursted in and started saying where is she like batman and <laughs> <laughs> where is she and now now some more context for aoc though is these people outside rioting literally hate her and would kill her if she, uh, they had the chance and are vocal about it. These are the people that send her the death threats. These are the people that she knows want to harm her. And now some dude, some white dude that looks like a hog, bursting into her office, shouting, where is she? And she's like, I don't know what to fucking do. So she's in the bathroom hiding, praying that he doesn't come in and uh, find her. Now, it turns out he was a, pl- a Capitol Police officer. But that doesn't matter. Yeah, the he, trauma he is still there. And also her staffer had to come out and say, it's okay, come out. Yeah. yeah so that she felt staffer safe. G. And even then, the information he gave her of where to go for the rendezvous point was not very specific. In fact, it just said go to this building and this floor and that was it. That's not good enough. So she kind of ran over to the, that building and it was a whole scene where she had to go to the right floor. She's going up all over these floors trying to find them. And, and meanwhile, the whole time she can hear the building just getting beaten in. The mm-hmm. door's being beaten in and she thinks at any moment they could breach and they'll come in and they'll kill me. And then no one is on these floors. These no. floors are empty. And everybody's only, gone. <laughs> everybody's fucking gone. And then she, she only went to somebody who she knew, a representative of Katie Porter. Yeah. And she went into her office. Katie Porter has no idea what's going on. No. Completely she oblivious. Informed. She was like out getting a coffee and came back and... Yeah, she, she had no idea that shit was going down. Yeah. And AOC is just freaking out. Yeah, and then they and had to barricade themselves into that room. She was apparently looking around, um, looking for new shoes because she was wearing heels running through the fucking Well, yeah, Capitol she was looking for alone. something, some clothes to change into so she didn't look so yeah. official. Yeah. So maybe they wouldn't recognize her with yeah. the mask on and the different clothes and whatnot. But so that's great. That, that's... She didn't even have an escort, though. She was just told to go to a building by a Capitol Police officer and then... The Capitol police officer left. Yeah. And then she and her staffer were by themselves running to this building. And they're just like, what do we do when we get to the building? They had no idea. They're trying to make it up on the fucking go. Yeah, it's crazy. People are literally trying to break in to kill her specifically. I mean, this is where when when I was listening to this story, I was like, this is where you want to have the guy who turns around and says, I knew this day would come. Yeah. And then has like an arsenal yeah. in his office. You need the, um, what is it? Um, 
the doomsday prepper yeah the uh, member of congress <laughs> who has I was the going weapons to say the diehard guy come in and save the day <laughs> yes yeah bruce willis yeah um she also she also came out as uh being a sexual assault survivor well, yeah she mentioned that which is is really rough yeah for her to say that and well, you can tell like you know the way she said it and how she started to break up during it yeah, she it was, was tearing up it was like definitely extremely traumatic and hard for her to say especially assuming that not many people in her life know that yeah, she, and she just released it to the world. Now everybody knows. And that's pretty fucking crazy. Yeah. Now that's going to be uh, weaponized against her by the right wing. Oh, 100%. 100%. Like, Stephen Crowder's already come out and roasted her for everything. He already said that what, what, everything she said was a lie. And stuff like that. That's already out there. Now she has to deal with that. Yeah, but Stephen like Crowder's the, a fucking, everything he says is a lie. He's yeah, a fucking grifter. Nothing that he says he actually believes in. Bag of he's dicks. possibly the biggest scum of the earth. He's chosen a lane in politics, and he's taking that lane because it's profitable for him. Yeah. He has no morals, no actual sense of, of principled policy positions. Yeah, uh, it's awful. He's literally awful. one of the worst scum of the earth people. Yeah, but, like, this is what the right wing, this, he's a big figure in the right wing, especially the younger generation. Yeah, because, you People know, like no, his shit. the young right-wingers, they can't tell somebody who's a fake, uh, a fraudulent... It doesn't matter, it factual. doesn't matter, but he has such a big voice that it's there anyways, it's out there. So yeah, now everybody's going to get attacked for that, which is so disgusting. Like, even, even a few people on the left are talking, or like, trying to downplay what happened on the 6th during the insurrection. He can't. These fucking Congress people. Even our homie, to, even homie Glenn Greenwald yeah. was saying that she was overreacting on the situation. Which is ridiculous. Like, come on, buddy. She almost thought she was going to fucking die. Yeah, the, there's so much trauma that these people had to go through. And now, in AOC's case, she went through that trauma of thinking she was going to die and had to rationalize death in the moment, in her office, the place where she goes to work every day. I'm behind the bathroom door. Yeah. And just that she said that it might have been five seconds or 30 seconds when this was happening, but it seemed like Forever. it was an eternity. That's something that happens when you are in an extremely traumatic or... Yeah, your sense of time goes, right? Yes. It's all like in the moment because that's the only way you can survive. But like every time she goes to work, she's reminded of this of trauma. that shit happened, yeah. It's going to come up every time she comes in every time she votes every time someone talks about how she's lying about this and how it's not that big of a deal and how she's overreacting mm. it's just ridiculous it's the same stuff that predators do to um their victims yeah, like they when just, they sexual assault they want you to accept it, their apology and move on so they can do it again yeah that's what that's how she put it and yeah. that's a very good way of putting it that is what they want to do so that was sort of interesting shit that she talked about I didn't know it was that serious. I thought they had more of their stuff together, but apparently not. No, no, it was, there's nothing there. And they knew this was going to happen. They knew there's a the potential for this to happen. And, and also, it was on all the, it was on, they were talking about it on social media. Yeah. They, the Capitol Police should have already had a, a contingency plan for this. Yeah. But they didn't. And also, I think it was smart what she did when they, when she actually found out when she was in Katie Porter's office, she actually mm -hmm. found out where they're supposed to rendezvous yeah. for extraction. And it was like all the Congress members were all going to be at one extraction point. And yeah. meanwhile, Matt Gates and some of these other horrible right-wing pieces of garbage were tweeting, were tweeting live tweeting out yeah. the location of the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi. So the insurrectionists could find her and they would be there at the rendezvous point. So she's like, I ain't going to go to one central location that if that was ambushed, they yeah. would all be fucked. Yeah. So I think it was smart for her to just lay low and just stay where she was. Yeah. So anyways, I thought that was pretty smart of her. They also have the names above their fucking offices, right? Yeah. They have like representer, whatever, senator, whatever. Yeah. So it's pretty fucking easy to find their offices. I believe someone got into her office and stole her shoes. That was a joke tweet. Was it? That was a joke tweet. Okay. Because people were saying it was Ben Shapiro that stole her shoes and yeah. was smelling them. Yeah. So it was, that was a okay, joke Okay, I didn't know that. I just yeah. saw that in passing. <laughs> I saw that in passing. I thought it might have been real. I assumed it was real. I just thought that that was something that I thought plausible. But that was a fake tweet. <laughs> I don't know if they actually broke into her office or not, but that's not relative to the story. No, it's not. So yeah, she talked for like an hour and a half about the whole, her whole day, mm. her whole fucking day, every detail, even... Her going to get coconut water at the gas station beforehand. I don't blame her. This is some therapeutic, I guess, that she had to do. I mean, it does help. And talk, just talking about it, trying not to normalize this. Not normalize uh, 
an insurrection yeah, on the Capitol yeah, building. They tried to fucking kill her. So I, I mean, I think it's extremely brave of AOC to do this. Yeah, especially when she says there. she was a sexual assault victim. Holy yeah. shit. It's a pretty big deal. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So anyway, apparently Biden creates world peace, ends the war completely in Yemen, a civil war that was not caused by the United States. So I have no idea how he managed to do that. No. Why is that pulled, the title in this document, Derek? He pulled out of Yemen. Yeah, so you said Biden ends the war in Yemen. Yeah, I did. That's not... It's a civil war. This fucking title isn't going to be the title of the podcast. Biden ends all war. Biden did not end all war. This is what I'm going to talk about. Biden ends the war, like their involvement in the war in Yemen. He's pulling out completely, right? Important to note that this motion was both a Democratic and Republican thing. It was bipartisan. To end uh, drone strikes in Yemen? To end Yemen? drone strikes uh, during the Trump administration. So Bernie and a couple other like libertarians went in and were like, yo, we shouldn't be bombing these people because it makes right. no sense. Right, and then and they then, worked together to get that yeah, passed and that then Trump vetoed Trump it. Yeah. And Trump vetoed it. Right, because so, he had uh, members of the Warhawks. Yeah. Warhawks were in his ear saying, don't let yeah. pass, you gotta veto it. So the um, representatives and the senators and stuff want to uh, get out of Yemen. They want it to already. So this isn't like a big, like, Biden's going against the system type. Um, he's just... And this, even if he was going it. against the system, fuck the system. Yeah. No, uh, yeah. But he's not because he's staying in Afghanistan and all the other fucking wars. That and Iraq. In. And also doing drone strikes in Somalia. Yeah, and he's uh, increasing tensions with uh, Iran. Because he's not going back into the fucking deal that the U.S. broke for no fucking reason. The that Iran Obama deal. got. That so, Obama got and by, is probably Biden's biggest achievement. Political achievement. Well, the Cuban deal was also good. That was also good. But it's arguably one of the best things that he's ever done. Yeah. Politically. And yeah. he's just like, yeah, we're just not going to go in because I just like, you know, don't feel like it. Yeah. And Iran's like, what the fuck? Which is understandable, right? <laughs> I think. And then also North Korea, he's probably going to increase tension to North Korea. Yeah. Um, Biden also said that he's not going to be supplying weapons to the um, armies in Yemen. However, he is also going to support uh, Saudi Arabia in defending their country and their territory. And... Yemen is not invading Saudi Arabia. Yemen is having a civil war. And one side has Sunni extremists, yep. which are aligned with Saudi Arabia, which Saudi Arabia is doing airstrikes on the behalf of. Yes. So by this arming... makes no sense. It doesn't make any sense. By arming Saudi Arabia, you are de facto supporting... You know, and Saudi Arabia did uh, airstrikes on school buses, airstrikes on weddings. Yeah, they're one of the fucking people. worst human rights uh, violators. So by aiding them with weapons, the right just now. like Canada does. Yeah, Canada also does. You are de facto helping horrible human rights violators who are killing innocent people in Yemen and are direct combatants in the war. Yeah. However, pulling, like stopping doing airstrikes is a, still a win. And, oh, and but pretty but big win. We'll not be doing the airstrikes, but I think we might still be providing intelligence to the Saudis. Yes, we might be doing that. Which so is I'm what not... caused the school bus airstrike. Is it? Yes. Okay. That bomb was also made in Kansas. All the weapons were made in Kansas. Fucking Kansas. Everything's made in the US. All weapons. Anyway. Biden actually has surprised me, though I, I will say through the beginning of his uh presidency he's done lots of things i did not think he was going to do this is one of them yeah but he also he i also thought he was going to do two thousand dollar checks and now he's doing some bs fourteen hundred dollar bs yeah yeah he's doing that too but like all in all like he's doing pretty progressive stuff so far i'm not surprised that nothing yet he's done has surprised me really yes really yes really pulling out of a war he fucking started the fucking war. Yeah, but he's not really pulling out. He's still arming Saudi Arabia. Well, we haven't seen that yet. He claims he's going to stop uh, selling weapons to the... Uh, to the Directly to the militias, but he's yeah. still selling weapons so to I Saudi Arabia. I don't know if he's selling weapons. I don't know what's going to happen. He just claimed this. This it's, is what he it's, said. It's, in the I tell you what, it's going to be. It's going to be all semantics. Yeah, but I did semantics. not think he was going to do this. I did not think he was going to do the $15 minimum wage. I did not have any trust in him at all. I mean, the $15 one, okay, the $15 things. one I wasn't expecting. 
I wasn't expecting him to do most of these things, and he's doing them. This doesn't mean that this is going to continue throughout his presidency, but so far he has surprised me. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Um, All right. Rad lib Derek over here. This is not me being a rad lib. You're being um, a rad lib. Jesus Christ, man. And I also wanted to mention that 2022, um, um, the elections for the Congress and the House, right? Yeah. Uh, are going to be vital for the left to push Biden uh, farther left and more progressive. Because I honestly think that Biden is just kind of in the same way Trump was a puppet for the right. Biden is a puppet, but I think he can be pulled either way. I don't think he actually has any core values. No, and he, he just is. does whatever is uh, convenient for him. I think he time. has core values that are generally right-wing-ish. Yeah, but he doesn't act on them that much. Right? Well, the fifteen dollar minimum bill, wage. He wrote the crime bill in the nineties. He acted on them. Yeah, I know, but that was convenient for him at the time. Because Bill Clinton was supporting it. That's right. Yeah. So he does things that are convenient for him. He worked with segregationists. That was like his the first thing he did in the U.S. government. And now he's doing like fifteen dollar minimum wage, pulling out of a war, stuff like that. So you're saying that if progressives sweep the Congress in 2022, I think he can be pulled farther left because it'll be convenient for him to do so yeah but i think there's gonna be a lot of people in his ear telling him not to yeah i think that too so but i think he could be pulled with enough fight right he made bernie the budget no he didn't make him he would in the senate you just have that position i think this is very uh important uh because we gotta have people like aoc we gotta have more people like aoc ilhan omar uh nina turner's running too so hopefully she wins. Don't you agree? Nina Turner is a badass, and I hope she wins. Yeah. She had the most amount of fire in her speeches, and she's great. She's fantastic. She's a fucking leader. She could lead uh, the progressive movement. She's, I think she's better than AOC. AOC's just famous. She's well, AOC really... is also passing white. Yeah, she is. I mean, only her name that really matter that only much. her name really gives away her non-white background. It doesn't non matter to me. Am I right, Derek? It doesn't matter to me, bro. If I know. Nina Turner was white. I'd like her just the same. I know. Same here. Like I, I don't give a fuck. She's she's uh, actually a very strong opponent. Uh, but Radlibs proponents of but, the Black Lives Matter movement too. But Radlibs, like they they like that. Yeah, they like the identity identity politics. But she's absolutely great, and she has uh, she could be a massive leader that corrals the the left wing in Parliament. Yeah, together that could be vital. Yeah, that could be vital for the progressives in the U.S. Maybe you would have got the vote on Medicare for all if she was in there. Yeah, she would be so outspoken about it too. She'd oh be, my god, she would be brutal in the fucking. They would uh, assassinate her. Yeah, she's someone that they would that they would get because a, I mean, she's black. There's a long history of them killing black people. Yeah, um, MLK. But it depends how big, because they couldn't assassinate Bernie. It would have been too obvious. Yeah. Right? And yeah. plus, he's going to die. He's going to assassinate himself. His cells are going to assassinate themselves when he dies from old, old age. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Same with Biden. Yeah, Biden's a fucking... Trump literally has some magical stuff going on. Yeah, I don't know. He, he spends so much money on how he looks. It's ridiculous. I mean, it works, though. I mean, yeah, I guess. It's only in some pictures he, you can really see how fat he is. Yeah. And in some, and how he stands, <laughs> but he's seventy something years old, right? Yeah, you, I know. the wrinkles are hidden pretty well. Impressive. It is actually impressive, but yeah. Anyway, so, so that was Biden. He, Biden ends all war in the world. Yeah, he has. Uh, ushered uh, he's in the an founder age. of world peace. He's ushered in an age of world pre world peace. Yeah, he's staying in Afghanistan though. All right. So next up story, we got Bell. Yeah, so we're going to talk about how shitty Bell is. Winnipeg. Um, well, this is nationwide. Nationwide. Yeah. So, Bell, right after their uh, Let's Talk movement, right? The mental health Bell Let's Talk. Yes. Right. I never participated in it. No? It's, no. It's just like a hashtag. Yeah, because it, it involves a corporation. It's all pink capitalism. Yeah. They still exploit their workers. Yeah. No, that's true. But it's still... A positive message. It regardless. is still a positive message. That is um, true. But it is also good marketing for this Bell company. Oh, mm. yeah. 100%. Well, it's not. It's 
hashtag bell let's talk not just hashtag let's talk right right it's obviously a promotion but trudeau was talking about how good they are for doing this thing right how much of a push for good this is and how lots of people are feeling or have mental illnesses related to they're losing a job or not having enough money to pay their bills and stuff like this real life problems and then right after bell was praised for bell let's talk day they laid off 210 people classic pink <laughs> capitalism right right after a week after classic pink what capitalism <laughs> they've done seven mass layoffs since 2017 what was the biggest one uh i'm actually not sure because 210 employees is not substantial but it's not but what they're doing is uh they're just outsourcing those jobs they're taking those jobs and outsourcing them they are they also have done nine mass layoffs in mts specifically since the, they took over the company in 2017 or 18 you said 2018 there. but i think uh, it's 2018 but it might be 2017 but regardless what they're doing is they're just outsourcing these jobs to India. Uh, since to a 2017. That actually. they have shares, they, they own parts of the company that they're outsourcing to in India. So they're still making money off the massive cheap labor. Right. Yeah, of course. They're using for this, right? Paying people slave wages. Yeah. Bell, let's talk. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's talk, talk about your slave wage. About mental health and how you might. You know what helps your mental health significantly? Meeting your Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Yeah. <laughs> which you need money in order to do. Yeah. So maybe you should focus that on that first bell. Maybe yeah. you should take all that money yeah. that you get and fucking pay your employees. This actually isn't even the complete picture because they're also doing a forced incentivized retirement for the older population in the company. They incentivize uh, people to retire early. But it's forced. It's not you just said it was forced it's not quite forced okay you, you uh, go choose into it but they're getting rid of the workforce while making the profits while also um pushing all like lots of this work they're outsourcing most of the um calling tech support call cents, uh, centers and tech support right that's all in india with people that don't know the system at all and then the people that are actually running things are um the, the employees are going down so they have a much harder workload now so they're doing more work per yeah person. and they're still being paid the same amount they're being paid the same amount right so they're exploring the workers that way you know a guy who works for I know bell a MTS. fellow very well that works for bell mts An elder some would say who uh his job has gone up like three or four times the amount of workload jesus because they're just they're just firing left and right everybody that pretty much has done his job now i would like, like to supported him i would like to ask you a question derek does this gentleman are they a part of a yes how are they There's getting fired union. well that's the that's the certain areas are getting fired not the union people are getting the uh retirement packages right oh but they're also saying like we can only have eight people in this uh department eight they're also taking out actually which is actually a good thing they're taking out a bunch of executive positions that's which good. ultimately just gives the ceo more money that's true but it also removes some of the bloated bureaucracy that yes. can bog down operations but then they're also because mts was a fully fledged company yes beforehand and then bell comes in buys them up and then just says fuck you to all the extra departments and fires them all just like we don't need you well yeah that's what happens after a company acquisitions another company yeah they dissolve it they usually that's right they uh excavate the areas that are profitable and they cut the areas that are not yeah yeah now bell is an old company they own all the infrastructure really well mts uh, is also an old company mts was an old company but it used to be a crown corporation yes um telus also was telus was the alberta crown corporation it was yeah what the fuck yeah oh my they privatized God. in uh, 1999 or 1990 sorry and we privatized in 1997 why would why why because conservatives <laughs> those fuckers and so bell comes in buys them up right and yeah they built the infrastructure originally i believe like the telecommunication stuff like the fiber optics they own all that Everybody pays them to use that. 
right? When they build it, they get subsidized massively by the government. I think the last time the government subsidized them was a half a billion dollars to build this stuff to make a profit off of that the government doesn't reap any of the benefits from it. And also, it's almost like stadiums. Yeah. Stadiums. The government spends billions of dollars building this stadium only to sell it off. Granted, you do get tax on the tickets and the food sales, but that's nothing compared to why don't they just run the fucking stadium? And make all the money there. And we can lower our taxes. <laughs> no, they sell it off. Genius. Okay, yeah. we need something called... We need a... Okay, what needs to happen is the Minister of Telecommunications, or whatever that position is called, okay, needs to walk into an office one day with a big sledgehammer that has antitrust written on it. Mm-hmm. And he needs to just destroy Bell MTS and so break them up into up. regional areas. Into regional areas. Yeah, that's the no, only 100%. way. That's the only way to deal with this problem. Bell or is such a massive company, though, that they're one of the biggest companies on the planet. They're like top two hundred. Well, okay. Well, if that's not feasible, then the government has to introduce their own public option or their own universal system. Which is exactly what they uh, they did a study on this actually. So the Canadian Infrastructure Bank (CIB) uh, did a study on case it. and instruction booklet. <laughs> That's that's the term used for uh, buying used video games. Is it? CIB, Case Instruction Booklet. No, it's uh, the Canadian Infrastructure Bank. So what they, uh, what they did was they did a study. They, they're exploring the idea of a socialized uh, telecommunication company, a federal one that builds the infrastructure, owns the infrastructure, provides a service, everything. Basically a socialized version of Bell. Yes. Right? They determined that it, the infrastructure would cost less money. It would be way more efficient to build the infrastructure as well as run the company themselves. It would be way cheaper because they wouldn't be uh, looking for a profit. Exactly what we were talking about last time we talked about Bell, right? That's we were right. Talking exactly about that idea mm-hmm. and how it would work. With, and I didn't even know about this back then. This was in 2018. And then, so they found out about all this, and then they wrote a paper about it, and then they just didn't do anything. Yeah, of course, yeah, it shows the that. Guy, how- the guy that headed the project resigned, like, ten months later, and just hasn't talked about it since. That's what always happens. Why? You have Statistics Canada, or some other institution, there's a study that shows how successful a government-run option or version of a system would work, and then they just discard the findings. They did the fucking same thing with the basic income thing. Up and in, like, they did Thompson the same thing with uh, Universal Pharmacare in the 1990s. What the fuck? This is what they what do. The I hate that so much. They I know. know the fucking answer. They know the fucking answer. They just don't ideologically agree with the answer. Yeah, but that's so dumb. I know. That is so dumb. Welcome to politics, buddy. It's so fucking dumb. That's politics. Anyways, I just want, I was just like, I feel smart now because. This is literally the idea that you and I came up with while we were talking about this off the cuff. Obviously. Last time we were talking yeah. about I Bell. mean, these are not hard solutions. No. It just makes sense. If you look at the studies, it makes sense. They just didn't do anything. They say that they're open to, like, having the legislation brought to them. And they would be open to looking into it. But that's all they've said. Quote, unquote, looking into it. Yeah. It doesn't mean anything. anything. Yeah. Right? Fucking ridiculous. Okay, we're moving on to the Proud Boys labeled as terrorist group, uh, as a terrorist group. Wow, so the Proud Boys, a well-known gay rights group, gay rights group, the Proud Boys, Yeah. Um, labeled a terrorist group. Honestly, this is a detriment to the left and everybody who's in favor of yeah. gay marriage and, and homosexual rights, um, especially Derek sitting across from me. He's definitely a member of the Proud Boys. And, you know, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that this had to happen in this current climate, especially since we're under attack from right-wing members, right-wing militias, and for them to label gays as a threat to national security, I find to be... Uh, oh, hold on a second. Hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Proud Boys is a right-wing, t- is I'm, uh, right-wing I, I'm militia. I'm just being quiet here. I'm not involved in this. <laughs> Proud Boys is a right-wing militia. Oh, no. Yeah, we're just kidding. Yeah, the Proud Boys are actually a far-right-wing sort of neo-fascist militia. Yeah. That's been declared a terrorist group, especially in the aftermath of what happened on the Capitol Hill insurrection. There were branches of that militia, right-wing militia group, in Canada. Well, it's founded by a Canadian. 
Yeah, right. So there are members in Canada. Yeah. And of course, those are the very fascists that we're talking about fighting against and forming our own left-wing militia. Obviously yeah, one which... that's more egalitarian and meant on helping people than just being some sort of gang that's ideological. It was an idea that we were talking about. However, that would also be labeled uh, a terrorist group. I'm sure that they sense. would they would call us a terrorist group, even if we were helping the community and whatnot. Yeah. They would still label us terrorists. Well, that specific idea, yeah, they would label you as a terrorist. Because Canada kind of has a... Canada label lots of things as terrorism that's not terrorism. Yeah, of They course. have a history of using it to deport people just because... Can't deport my ass. Yeah, like they deport our left-leaning people, uh, specifically members of the PFLP, which is the Popular Front of the Liberation of Palestine, and um, FMLN, which is the Bundo Marty National Liberation Front, which is a revolutionary group turned political party in El Salvador. Yes, right. Those are two pretty left-wing um, groups of people. They move to Canada. Canada just kind of deports them and calls them terrorists. Even if they're not involved in any terrorist group, even if they aren't, haven't been involved in any um, uh, violent actions. That's right. Because like the uh, FMLN haven't, haven't been a revolutionary group since uh, like 80s, 80s, right? Like 85 or something, I don't know. And then the popular front of the liberation of Palestine is just, that just is it. Good stance. Palestine's getting pressed as fuck right now by uh, Israel. Are, is that the name of the political party that's firing the missiles from Palestine into Israel? It might be. Might be. So on the national scale, national they scale just might shit all over them. Yeah. They just shit all over Palestine and anything because they're trying to do whatever. They, they're throwing sticks and stones and their yeah. tiny little homemade rockets back at israel and israel's coming in with massive bombing campaigns shutting off all their electricity and and their sewage system it's just absolutely horrible conditions in palestine and then they try and equate them and say oh it's both sides yeah. oh it's the same situation or they just they just say if you're anti-israel you're a fucking anti-semite which makes no sense yeah you can be against the leadership of israel yeah, and we're not have about a problem the, with Jews. We're talking about like, the leadership. I don't got a problem with Jews, okay? The political issues in Israel. I think the disliking Jews is, uh, is so issues. weird. Anti-Semitism is so weird. It's such an odd like, what, thing. What, what do they do to you? They're oppressed. They've been oppressed the whole time they've been alive. I know. And, and they're also oppressed they're, in the Bible, bro. And also they're passing white. Yeah, I know. So, this makes any sense. No, it doesn't make any sense to me. But apparently they're the source of world evil according to QAnon and shit yeah according to so uh yeah they were labeled as a terrorist group so technically they're not a terrorist group because they actually have done any terrorism in canada right but internationally but technically al-qaeda has never done any terrorism in canada yeah that's true so are they're still a terrorist group though but yeah i don't know i don't know maybe the insurrection would be considered a terrorist thing but the problem is that the other groups in here have not have not done that we're not involved in that. this is actually not due to the not due to the insurrection because our rcmp have been uh investigating them for months yeah the the uh horrible rcmp that yeah absolutely abuses and brutalizes the people that they arrest so lots of the anti-hate work network actually came out against this uh decision Saying that this is uh, going to be it's basically a slippery, slippery slope argument, right? Yeah. So they label them as a terrorist group when they're not, they're kind of borderline. They're not really committing terrorist attacks. Yeah, they're not committing terrorist attacks. So it's kind of odd in that they would be able to um, use this against the left. Of course. Which is always how it goes. Yeah. Right? If there's oppression, or not oppression, censorship at all. To, um, to a group on the right, mm-hmm. they're going to do it to the uh, group on the left. But it's like... Which yeah. you can't quite conflate. Because now you're talking like the, the idea of can't be tolerant of intolerance in a tolerant society, right? Yes. You can't be tolerant of fascism in a society that doesn't agree with fascism because fascism is just kind of a brainworm. That's just I don't think power, that's what it power. says. Brainworm is not the term they use. No, they don't use it's brainworm. It's because fascism is literally calling for a genocide. Yeah. Or specifically it's, nationalist it's, socialism, it's, Nazis, calling outwardly for fascism. oppressive. 
as a ideology. So you can't be tolerant of that because that just breeds intolerance in itself and that'll just destroy the whole system. Yes. It's kind of the idea behind that. So I, I mean, I kind of leaning to agree with that. Also, anybody associated with Proud Boys would be considered a terrorist and can get their passports revoked or be deported, get their whatever cards revoked. Yes. If you buy Proud Boy merch, you can be arrested or fined. You can, if you buy Proud Boy associated things like the Black, uh, Black Rifle, Rifle coffee, coffee Association, whatever, the yeah. coffee thing. Well, they also... Which I knew people that they would buy that shit. They also sponsored... Who was that young kid that shot and killed those two people? Yeah. Cross-border yeah. uh, lines. Remember that guy? Yeah. Kyle Rittenhouse. They sponsored him. Yeah, he shot... Black, Black Rifle Lives. Coffee, yeah, they sponsored him. Yeah, no, I'm not saying that they're uh, they're a good company, but I'm just saying, but like, I'm saying, yeah, if, even if you buy their uh, their coffee, that you can be considered a terrorist under these laws. It's a bit like I don't know about that. Yeah, I, I think it, it should be considered a terrorist group if they conduct terrorist attacks. Yeah, makes sense. Simple as that. But no, it's it's a no, whole it's political ideology, it's whole thing. So, so. I, yeah, I don't think that like I knew kids that would buy that coffee because apparently they liked it he's not a terrorist i think he's a meme lord kind of edgy bit of an incel other than that <laughs> he's not a bad person yeah and he he liked it and then uh, trudeau actually made it illegal to purchase uh, that rifles? a while ago yeah. during the summer okay um during a ban that happened back then i forget which one but that's right now now this would just make you a terrorist if you even tried to purchase one purchase it well you're a coffee terrorist. I don't purchase Black Rifle coffee. <laughs> I know. I'm saying that's what the person would be. They would be a coffee yeah. terrorist. It's, it's just ridiculous, kind of. That's right. Uh, so that concludes the Canadian Perspective podcast. Yeah, that's about it. Um, that's all we had in the agenda today. And um, I hope you follow us, subscribe to us, uh, listen to the whole podcast. Don't skip around. I swear to God. And uh, follow us on our Twitter and our Instagram. And Share I- with your uh, friends. And family. All of them. Everybody. And I mean, that was it. That was Canadian Perspective. Yeah. Uh, goodbye.